friends, and welcome to the Holmes Politicast. I'll be your host today. Hope you're having a fantastic day, as I am. So, we've got lots of new stuff coming up this year. Lots of new stuff. I did read that Whitmer, that our governor is planning to bring back contact sports, uh, with a few exceptions, but um, that'll be good. That'll be great. We're starting to get the restaurants opened. Not to full capacity, but dining inside is allowed. And uh, if we can get contact sports um, resuming, we're going to start the slow process to normal. Um, I just, ah, man, I just want this thing over. I'm getting really impatient. I want, I want to just go back to the way it was. I know that it will never be exactly the same, but, <clears throat> but I just want some sense of normalcy. I, I don't like this, uh, constantly wondering from day to day, you know, like really concerned what's going to happen. Not, I don't know. I need. I guess I need more grounded, you know, in my faith and stuff like that. You know, um, I didn't realize how much I rely on, or how much I was comforted by just the knowledge that everything is fine. You know, uh, my faith in systems and institutions and things like that. I didn't realize how much my faith was in those things, and now that they're kind of shaken. I'm worried. I'm getting nervous. Like I'm not, I'm uncomfortable. I think things aren't going like they should be going. Uh, so yeah. Um, here's a a thing here about Biden's foreign policy so far. Here are some things that he's been doing. We're moving moving more troops to Syria. We've stopped the removal of troops out of parts of Europe. We rejected a return to the Iranian nuclear deal. He said Iran is close to a weapon. And he, he broke the peace deal to leave Afghanistan. Uh, these are all disasters. Of course, he said Iran is close to having a nuclear weapon, which is what the neocons, the warhawks, have been saying for years. Iran is always on the verge of creating a nuclear weapon. Now, of course, at some point they'll be right, you know, but but always we have to apply pressure to Iran because uh because they have, they're they're going to have nuclear weapons soon. Um, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't a big, I wasn't a big fan of the Iranian nuclear deal, but it was something. At least we we got them to commit to something. Uh, you know, and we were allowed to have um inspectors and things to check them out 
there was some accountability. I did like that part of it. What we're doing now just seems ridiculous. That we're not gonna that we're not returning to the Iran nuclear deal, or, or we're having some problems with it. Uh, Biden's foreign policy. This guy's gonna get us in another war. Uh, you know. Um, you know. I don't know. I, I don't want to get too off in the weeds and too worked up, but yeah, I, I just I don't think the answer to everything needs to be war. There are ways that we can work with other nations and de-escalate conflicts without having to use the war powers. We have, you know, uh, um, peace through strength. I think that was Reagan's big thing, you know, that we wanted to have a large weapons cache to um, to because if we had a, a a lot of weapons, then we wouldn't have to use them because other nations would be fearful. You know, they would know that America means business. America could wipe. You know, we have the power as the United States to wipe every other nation off the planet. Of course, you know, they'd probably kill us too. But, but the point is, we could destroy every nation in the world if we wanted to. And so we don't have to be a bully. You know, if we come alongside and gently encourage someone to do something, it's kind of like, you know, the old, you know, you don't have to be a bully about it because they're going to comply because you could kill them. So, you know, you don't have to go in and say, you know, you're a bunch of jerks, you're a bunch of idiots, you're going to do this, whether you like it or not. You say, hey, you know, it'll probably be in your best interest. Do you do this or that? You know, I don't know why. Uh, why we feel like we need to bully other countries all the time. I mean, I, I understand if they don't, if they don't comply. You know, at a certain point, you have to start ramping up the tension. But it seems like with the Democrats, it's a lot of, you know very fast, like it just goes from zero to 60 in seconds, you know, like, uh, but, um, I would imagine, this is just a assumption, but I would just imagine that has to do something with, uh, the fact that, um, they don't believe in the sanctity of life, like a lot of Republicans do. Republicans aren't willing to risk killing troops for just an unjust cause, for the most part. I mean, you know, you, you can go back through our history and you can find examples of, of Republican presidents who have sent troops in and gotten killed. And you might say that, you know, wasn't justifiable, but as a general rule, 
Republicans very rarely start wars. Most wars started under Democrats. And um, and I think part of it has to do with the sanctity of life. I, I think when you start, and forgive me for my uh, soapbox preaching, but when you start deciding what life is worth um, living, you know, whether it's unborn, you, it desensitizes you to the sanctity of life. Suddenly life doesn't mean as much and it's disposable. And I think that's the problem that a lot of Democrats have is once they've gone down the path of allowing abortions and promoting it, then it desensitizes them to what death really means. So it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't bother them to send troops into war and to die because you know it's a necessity. Um, you know, to get what I want, just like in abortion. I, I don't want to go too far in that, but I'm just I'm just saying that when you start taking life less seriously, when you start denying the sanctity of life, then it is a slippery slope and it becomes easier and easier to make decisions which can kill people because you've already started on that path of thinking as people as being expendable. That's what I'm saying. So I'm not, you know, just just so you know, I'm not saying all Democrats are serial killers and and murderers and all that. I'm not I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that it's a slippery slope that once you start uh, once you once you start down that path, it becomes easier to continue down that path and to do more grotesque things over time. So that's just my opinion. It's not necessarily the opinion of the homeless podcast. That's my opinion. Um, and that's subject to change as more information comes. This is just the rantings of a, of a man who's just, you know, thinks he's somewhat intelligent. And I think about these things sometimes. And uh, <clears throat> I could be totally off base. And if you think I am, hey, write me. I'm always happy to hear uh, criticisms. and Well, I wouldn't say I'm happy to hear criticisms, but I'm always open to criticism. <clears throat> but here's the thing with uh, when we're talking about Biden, and I'm not, I'm going to change, move off of the foreign policy for a minute. I'm I'm just struck by <clears throat> how when Trump was president, the Democrats and Biden kept talking about how it was Trump's ineptitude. It was his callousness. It was his greed. It was his whatever. Um, 
that was making this pandemic raging and um you know all these people were dying and now that biden's in he's like you know this is a lot harder you know this is what he's saying it's a lot harder than you think guys uh we have to vaccinate 380 million people it's not real simple um yeah and that's just an example of what happens every four years it's always easier to campaign than it is to govern i mean every president has experienced that i think or at least every recent president trump certainly learned that it's a lot easier to talk about things on twitter than actually do them you know obama gave a speech but it was a lot harder to actually implement any of his policies i mean he could he could speak well but he couldn't really implement a lot of the stuff he wanted to do. You know, it, it's a lot easier. And you don't realize how hard it is until you get into office. Um, you know, but... And I I have problems with the Defense Production Act, as, as I talked about, I think, last week. Or if it wasn't, it was two weeks ago. I I don't know about the constitutionality of it. I don't know about the morality of it. But... I'm saying this, if I was the president, um, it might be time to implement that <clears throat> in some limited cases. In, in businesses that are already producing uh, similar products, like syringes and stuff, I mean, there's no reason why GM should have to go out and buy all this equipment to run to, to create new products but you know i would i would i would start getting syringes and and these things out there i would uh use the military and the national guard to get those vaccines out into the into all the areas. I mean, you find, you know, you find a place, you know, like a, I don't know, 30 mile radius or something like in Grand Rapids. And you say, we're going to go to the DeVos center. And this is where you're going to come to get your vaccines. Everyone come here and, you know, and everyone in 30 mile radius. And then, you know, and then you have another 30 mile radius or whatever. And they come there. And I, I think, and we should, open up we should uh, other countries are using vaccines and i think we should give full faith and credit to other countries i mean if they're giving their vaccines to people you know the russians have sputnik that they've been giving their people um in uh britain they have astrogenica astrogenica whatever it is um and uh i forgot the name of it there's another there's another one over there. Johnson Johnson here in America has one that's ready to go, but the FDA won't approve those overseas. Um, I don't. I think the. I think we should just give them full faith and credit, like we do the other states. In this case, in the case of emergency, uh, the Russians aren't. In this case, I, I have I have doubts about the Russians, in general. But specifically in this area, the Russians aren't going to be giving vaccines. 
that are killing people to their own people. You know, the British aren't going to be giving vaccines to people that are going to kill them. And we've seen no evidence of, of any widespread deaths or anything after people got the vaccine. So I think we should um, lower this, uh, I don't know, waive, waive the standards of the FDA temporarily. Bring those, you know, allow, allow those uh, um, vaccines to come to market in the United States. Start getting, you know, we, we have five or six vaccines that are available all around the world. You know, we're all sharing one another's. You know, I think we'd get this thing out under control pretty rapidly. At least people would start feeling like something's happening. I don't understand what the Biden people were were thinking. I mean, they they got into office and they're just like, oh, well, what do we do now? You didn't have a plan. You didn't have anything put together. I, I don't understand what you were doing all that time when you were talking about all these things you were going to do. Did you not actually have anything that you were planning to do? I mean, how did you talk about these things without saying, well, this is how we're going to implement them and all that? I, I, mean, I don't know. Of course, it was a it was a really weird election year because of COVID. Biden was hiding in his basement most of the time. He wasn't doing real interviews with people, and he wasn't mingling with real people. You know, and, and maybe maybe for good reason. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's an old man, and uh, you know, he would be very susceptible to COVID. So maybe they had to protect him. Of course, there's also the lingering mental issues that I've wondered about with Biden for years. Uh, <clears throat> but but they may have had some legitimate health concerns about COVID and his advanced age that they may have been trying to keep him down, uh, keep him away from people. But the, the problem with that is that we didn't get any real concrete answers about what they were planning to do. And it seems like now that they've gotten to office, they're just like, oh, well, this is interesting. Well, what do we do now? Let's try to put something together. Um, it seems like you would have done that during the transition. It seems like you would have. I mean, obviously, uh, because because it was a very truncated um, transition because Trump hadn't conceded and there were still questions and lawsuits and stuff. I know there wasn't there wasn't a lot of working together between Trump and Biden administrations to, for the handover, but still they could have got a skeleton thing operating. I mean, it wasn't like they were all novices. I mean, most of these people worked under the Obama administration. They knew how things worked. They knew how things were set up. It's not like it's not like you or I are taking over the presidency and we don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You know. Um, you know, so we have to rely on the people who are already there to tell us what to do. These people already had been there, so conceivably, they should have been able to put together something, um, you know, so they could take the baton and run with it as soon as January 20th hit. So I'm not exactly sure what the Biden administration was doing all that time. 
but now they're here, and it uh, doesn't really appear that they're doing a whole lot. I mean, this, this, this vaccine rollout has been a disaster. It's just been a disaster. Nobody, I, I, I don't understand how difficult this is. I'm not really sure. <clears throat> I mean, the other day I saw O.G. Simpson getting a COVID vaccine. O.G. Simpson, I mean, I'm not even going to go into the idea that he may or may not have been guilty of killing his wife and her friend. Um, I'm not even going to get into that. I'm just talking about just the fact that O.J. Simpson is not important to society. That's what I'm getting at. Not not whether or not he was a murderer. But O.J. Simpson, why is he getting a vaccine right now? Why aren't the teachers getting vaccines? Why aren't the police officers getting vaccines? Why aren't firefighters getting vaccines? Why aren't doctors getting vaccines? But nurses? How about the elderly in the nursing homes? You know, the people who are are either essential workers or um, are uh, most vulnerable. I'm not sure how this vaccine is being rolled out. It it seems ridiculous to me that it, it seems like they only come out in little bundles, and then like every member of Congress gets it, which. They don't need to. They're not essential workers. You need a continuity of government. So, yeah, the president, the vice president, the speaker of the House, you know, the, the chief justice of the Supreme Court, um, you know, maybe, maybe the justices. Um, you know, you need a, a skeleton crew. But the whole House and Senate don't need to be vaccinated. And certainly not their entire staff. I don't know why their whole staff is being vaccinated. Um, you know, we keep seeing these come out. And then, like, in Chicago, the teachers are refusing to work because until they get a vaccine, which don't even get me started on that. But uh, aside from the fact that whether they should be uh, refusing to work or not, I mean, is it really that hard to get the teachers to get a vaccine so we can get the kids back in school? I mean, what is going on? Is there any priority? Have they decided who the priority list is? Are members of the military going to be the priority? You know, what is the hierarchy here before it gets down to the average person? I, I, I don't understand. There seems to be no plan here about who gets it. Are we distributing it? I mean, except for them. The politicians all got it. But other than that, it seems like everyone else is like, it's like the Hunger Games, you know, just like, hey, you know, it's a free for all. Whoever gets here gets it. Um, you know, we don't really care. As long as we got ours, you guys can fight among yourselves for who gets it. I, I, I just, it seems like there should be a more orderly, more orderly thing. Like it, it, it should have just been more smooth. Like, hey, this is what's going to happen. We're going to make sure our military gets it, who are overseas. We're going to make sure that, you know, our doctors are getting it, our nurses, our healthcare workers, the elderly, the police. You know, there should be 
like a hierarchy. These are the this is the priority of who's going to get the vaccine, and then after that, then we're going to give it out to the general public. You know, um, I. It seems like there would be something, you know, or they would just give it to. The, I, I I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying it's just it's just crazy that it just seems like we have no plan here, and. <clears throat> this can't be blamed on the Trump administration. Yeah, I don't think the Trump administration had much of a plan either. But the point is that Biden ran saying that he could do it. He had a plan. He was competent. He criticized Trump and said Trump was incompetent. Vote for me because I have a plan. I actually have a plan for COVID. I actually have a plan for these things. I can take care of these things. That's what annoys me. I'm not saying that Trump was doing a better job. I'm saying that Biden told us he could do a better job than Trump did. And for whatever reason, a majority of people believed him and said, yeah, okay. All right. Do your magic. We'll get you an office and you can do what you do. And Biden gets into office and says, well, you know, things were worse than we thought. They weren't honest with us about how bad things off, how bad things were off. So, you know, there's really nothing we can do. It's just we're going to have to wait this thing out. I, I don't really know what we can do now to to change the directory of this, the trajectory. What? Are you kidding me? You know, this is just ridiculous. Um. It, it, it shouldn't be this difficult. It shouldn't be this difficult. I mean, what did, did, did we throw out everything? What, what happened? We were a nation. Our people set up D-Day. D-Day. We put a man on the moon. We... created nuclear weapons and yet we seem to be stymied by how to get a vaccine rollout how to get vaccines to all these people <laughs> I, I don't know I I it, it I'm perplexed as to do they not know how to put together a war plan a campaign you know to fight this like a war? If 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 the virus is an enemy, how do you combat that enemy? How do you what do you do to you know I, I I just it just seems to me like everyone's just kind of throwing their hands up and saying, Well, we don't know what to do, we just have to wait this thing out. There are things you can do. And it seems like everybody is just you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. It's like I mean, come on. I I just don't I just don't get the hesitation and I don't get why things aren't moving more rapidly. Of course, part of it is the stupid Trump impeachment that's coming up next week. I mean it really slows down any progress. I mean I mean not that I'm on board for the Democratic agenda, but I'm on board for the American agenda. I, I wanna see our business is opening up. I want to see this COVID crisis over with. I want to see people vaccinated. 
And it just seems like this is just yet another hurdle that we have to go over. Now we have to stop everything for some stupid impeachment trial um, that is completely irrelevant. And it's not going to find him. It's not going to convict him of anything. It's just a waste of time and money. And it just diverts attention, time, money, attention from the important issues that are facing our nation. You know, um, like, I, like, what are they hoping to accomplish? Yes. Oh, oh we'll get, maybe we can get Trump to not have to not be able to run again in four years. What good is it to not have him be able to run again in four years if our economy collapses? Who cares? You know. You know, why is that more important than addressing the economic crisis that we're facing? Um, you know, who cares if Trump runs again? If our economy is in shambles, if we're all eating out of garbage cans, you know, and uh, you know, living in the sewer because we don't have homes, my priority is not whether or not Donald Trump is going to run again. That's not my concern at that point. So why don't they focus on the real problems facing the United States and not these imaginary problems that might come later that Trump might run for president again at some point or something. I mean, come on, Nancy Pelosi. He's not, Donald Trump is not you, Nancy Pelosi. He's not gonna cling to office until he dies. You know, I'm sure he has a lot of other things he'd rather be doing than being president. He didn't want to lose, but I don't think he really wanted to be president either. He just didn't want, you know, nobody wants to lose. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think he's going to keep coming back into his 80s and 90s just trying to keep holding on to power. I think he's, he's going to go away. It, over time. So worry about your constituents. Worry about the people of the United States instead of these stupid symbolic things that you're doing um, to embarrass him. Uh, well, he's impeached twice. You know, I mean, it, it, if you really had that big of a problem, just censure him. That's all you had to do. I mean, I'm not a big fan of censuring, but hey, it's something. You know, it's something that you can say, we disapprove. We vehemently disapprove of what the president does or said. You know, you don't impeach him over it. Impeachment's a big deal. And now they've cheapened it. Impeachment now is like the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, it just seems like it's just handed out, you know, after, you know, three, you know, you get three, uh, clicks on your card and you know you get a three impeachments and you get a you know free car or something it's just ridiculous and the house is going to vote to remove Marjorie Taylor Greene from her committee roles I'm I think some of the things she says this is my opinion about Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think she's a little bit of a 
an entitled jerk. I don't like her personally very much. Um, she's a woman I would probably avoid if I was, if I knew her in real life. But the media has taken her words and twisted them around. She never, ever claimed that there were Jewish space lasers that ca caused the wildfires in California. <clears throat> all she suggested was that all these solar panels, if the light reflected off of them, might spark fires as the sun reflects off of these solar power panels and things onto the uh, onto the earth. It was silly, it was somewhat ridiculous. But that's a long way from Jewish space lasers causing the wildfires. She just asked a question. Couldn't it be reflections off of these stainless steel, you know, titanium things, you know, that are reflecting just like a micro, uh, magnifying glass. I used to do that when I was a kid, you know, a magnifying glass on a leaf in a certain way, and it would cause the leaf to start on fire. Um, she was asking a question. It was dumb. I don't think that's not the cause of, uh, of the wildfires in California, but it's not the same as Jewish, I don't know where the Jewish came from, space lasers. So they take things that she says out of context and they're trying to pull a Trump on her by editing things and and saying things that aren't true. I I don't think she should have been elected to Congress, but I wouldn't have voted for her. But she's a member of Congress. And more importantly, she's an American. She should be treated with the same respect as everybody else. Have her words out there. Don't censure her. Don't put words in her mouth. Just lay it out there. If the people want to reelect her, they can. If they don't, they won't. I, I just don't understand why we're getting into this uh, partisan bickering of, uh, of attacking people and just trying to create enemies and all this. I, I'm just, I'm really trying to keep my cool because I'm really exasperated with this. I'm really, really annoyed. Yeah, it's it's a tough one for me. I I'm not sure how to fix this problem. But this is just getting ridiculous. Uh, lies are being spread all over. And it's hard to know what is truth and not. 
it's really exasperating and demoralizing at times. So, So anyway, um, hopefully this uh, hopefully this will work out with Whitmer and her her plans to um, you know now that we're opening up this uh, restaurants a little bit more. Hopefully we'll be able to um, bring the economy back. So I guess she has, <clears throat> I guess she has uh, decided that winter sports will be coming back into uh, play uh, real soon, like maybe as soon as Monday. So that's good news. Hopefully we'll continue this trend because I'm I'm just tired of it all. I know you guys are too. But all right, well. I'm going to be done for the day. I'll talk to you next week. Everyone have a great week. I'll talk to you talk to you soon. Bye.